Welcome to the School for Mystics podcast with Misha Saido and Marina Ganan. In this podcast, Marina and I will share with you unique and contrarian perspective of how our lives really work. Hello, Marina. Hi, Misha. Good morning. How are you today? Doing great. What are we talking about today? Coaching. (laughs) (laughs) And we always talk about coaching? No, but today we are talking about coaching. We talk about everything, Misha. But today we are talking coaching, which is good because I have been talking coaching for six hours now. So everything is quite fresh in my mind. Okay, so let's discuss how coaching is different to therapy and how it is different to consulting and how it is different to teaching and how it is different to mentorship. Okay, you want my my take on it? Why it's different from all that? Let's discuss. Um, yeah. Let's discuss. Okay, you start. Oh, why, why me? <laughs> Am I a bad boy today? Because we are discussing. So you start and then I will give you my version of it all. You know, what makes me a really good coach, I think, is that I'm way interested in other person's perspective than mine. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's why it kind of sucks to start with my own perspective. Good. Okay. But I am so happy that you are uncomfortable right now. Go. Yes. So the first thing that comes to mind is the idea of timeline. As a coach, I'm never interested in the past. I'm never interested what you know, happened to my client in childhood. I'm not interested. What was the cause of that? How my client can blame her parents, you know, what they've done to her and how it messed up her life. I'm not really interested in that. So when I think about the timeline, I'm interested in what is happening now and what we want to create in terms of future possibilities. So that's kind of the first one I think is a good one. What do you think? Yes. Okay. So here's my take on it. I am a hundred percent certain that the answer or the solution is not in the past. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not interested in looking to the past for the solution. But sometimes I am interested in looking at the past to under- to have a wider understanding of my client's world and why it looks that way to them. But do you really need to look in the past to understand the uh, the current map? Sometimes to get a wider understanding. So mm-hmm. I don't need the past to understand what is actually going on right now. 
but I need the past to understand how their world looks to them yes. sometimes. Okay. Now, that is, that is the first thing I'm going to say about this. The second thing is, I think there is huge value in actually listening to their story. Just, just so that they see and understand and really experience being listened to. You know, like, I, I do not want to validate what their beliefs around the past can be. But I want to, what is the word I am looking for? You can edit the silence later. Yeah. I won't. So sometimes you make I want to find my word. I want to find my word. I want to honor their, their experience. I know I want to honor their experience, not validate. Yes, but honor. What has happened, but honor. And that for me is how I earn my right to coach. You see? I so agree with you. The way, like the words I use, not honoring their experience, but I'm saying I want to validate that can be validated. Like those things that can be validated. For example, I won't like validate, you know, wrong reaction or not constructive reaction, but I will validate the experience of having the reaction and living through the emotion and all of that. So validate the mechanics, the, de the design of what they're experiencing. Validate the mechanics. That's a really cool thing. Yeah. Now, for me, it's about finding who I'm working with. Finding my client, meeting them where they're at. Explain that better. Like, you want to know what exactly about them? I want to know them. In what way? In the way that is relevant to the coaching conversation, whatever that is. So their experience right now of what they are telling me is incredibly important. Yes. I do not want to dismiss their experience. I want to honor it. Right. Not necessarily validate, but honor it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you, Marina, would you coach without inquiry? Would I coach without inquiry? Define inquiry. So a client comes and you ask, what would you like to be coached about? Or would you like, what would you like to be coached on? And, and, and the client says, I don't know, Marina, I'm fine. Would you start coaching? Well, would I start coaching per se? No, because I have nothing to coach on, right? But I would start a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Like, And I love those conversations in which the client is not in need of something in particular because they are then so free to just explore. Mm-hmm anything and they allow their minds to go to the most amazing places and then i can coach from there i absolutely love that why would you coach though 
So do I get it right? Let's say you have a conversation and in this conversation, you see that there is something you can explore together. Okay. And you explore and what you do as a coach, you point to the design, to the mechanics, and you show them from afar how they get to experience what they experience and why they experience it this way. And, and you create more awareness as a result, right? And once you have created the awareness, that will launch a certain, I, I would say, I, I cannot say the chain reaction, but it actually looks like a chain reaction in, in their lives. The question though is, but what if they didn't have a problem in the first place? So there is nothing they want to solve. Why do they need that? I don't think we are aware all the time of what we need. And, um, we may not be aware of something in particular that we need to work on, but there is always unconscious ways in which we are limiting ourselves. And when you have a completely free exploration, you can get to those places and have a blast with them. <laughs> and I absolutely agree with you. Like my best conversations with my coaches were the conversations when I was totally open and exploring and not particularly like interested to solve any particular problem. The major problem though, is that the client will never enter if there is no problem. Why would they pay you for nothing to solve? Well, interestingly, um, I <laughs> quite a few people have hired me for that. Quite a few people have hired me for that. And, you know, maybe in the in the starting conversation, they are not necessarily aware that they don't have a, a problem to work on, but maybe they come with what seems like a problem to them and then see that then they see that it's not in the initial conversation and they say, oh, well, then I don't need coaching. And sometimes I say, yeah, well, cool. You don't need coaching, which is perfect. But sometimes I will tell them, yes, this is the perfect moment to begin. Hmm. Because when you don't think you need me anymore, then we are really free. Hmm. To go way beyond what you could have thought was possible. Don't you think there should be some sort of desire? Like, imagine that you want to partner with someone and you partner just for the sake of partnering and not because you like the person and not because you want to explore the mountains with this particular one. I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why would I do that? Why would I just... Yeah, like, why would you do that? So why would you enter into relationships with a coach if you don't get the point why you should do that? I don't think nobody would, would find you if they were not interested in, in something. You know, sometimes people find me because they see something in my life that they say, they realize like, I want, I want that. I want to I have the same. 
Right. So there, there is a desire. If there is no desire, well, I mean, why, why even go into anything at all? So, for example, let's say, hey, Marina, I do love your white teeth. <laughs> Can I get those? <laughs> yes. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay. So, how do you think what you do is different to therapy? Therapy, there are different ways to, to go about this, Misha. But I could, I can start with a couple. Therapy begins from the premise of there is something that needs to be changed. Yeah, there is something wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. What I do begins with the premise of there is something to be realized. Mm -hmm. There is nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. therapy focuses mostly on the content of thought. Mm -hmm. I focus on the nature of thought. Okay. Therapy, like you were saying at the beginning, focuses a lot in the past and believes that the answer and the solution are to be found in the past. What I do does not look to the past for the solution because it cannot be there. It cannot be there because the past does not really exist except in your mind in the present. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So regarding the content of the thought, um, it actually depends on the therapy, like the um, uh cognitive branches of uh, therapy, what we call third wave therapies, like um, commitment acceptance therapy or ACT ACT, or if we are talking about dialectical behavioral therapy, they do focus on the nature of the thought more than they focus on the content. But where I absolutely agree with you is this idea is that if you enter therapeutic relationships, you enter them from the premise that there is something to be done with you. So something that needs to be changed with your health and this idea that you are unhealthy now and you need to gain more health within these therapeutic relationships. Another thing that I, I want to add, the difference between therapy and coaching is that sometimes the point or the goal of the therapy is to make you functional. So you can function fully in uh, your current life, while the um, goal of coaching is to make you thrive. I like that. I like that very much. Like there's a difference between fixing one tiny little thing and actually taking you to your fullest potential. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's a much wider game. Yeah. Also, as a marketer, I love saying that the point of coaching is help you create your legendary life. Oh. I like it. <laughs> I can see that you like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now, and that was one of the first things you told me, and we met 
you 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 were my my supervisor, so you were overseeing how I coach. And one of the first things you told me is like, Misha, do you understand the difference between teaching and coaching? Do you remember you challenging me? I remember asking you, not challenging you. <laughs> okay. So, can you share your point of view? No. Actually, your question helped me a lot. Like I no. was I was teaching a lot. In, in, in what I do and your uh, question helped me become aware of when I actually need to coach versus where I need to teach. So what, wait, 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 let me ask you something. Yeah. What did my help, my question help you see about that? So the way I was doing that before was about giving the truth. Okay, like I would start coaching someone and I would be too impatient and I would just give the truth right away. And that was teaching, actually. <laughs> teaching the truth versus helping someone find the truth. Right. Their personal truth. Not my truth, but their personal truth. Right. So that was the switch that I've done after you questioned me. Yeah, so teaching for me is, here's this piece of information, have it. Yeah, learn it, I will help you acquire this knowledge, yes. But it might be, I mean, it's so, it can be so incredibly abstract that it is not evidently relevant to our client. Yeah. So coaching for me is about allowing them to see that truth or helping them see that truth in the subject that they are interested in, in the subject in which they are struggling so that they can actually come out of it yes. by awakening to truth in that. And by awakening to truth in that, they awaken to truth in everything else. But it is unique and relevant to them in this moment in time. Yeah, so the, the, the point you're making is that is it applicable to you personally versus everyone here in the group, right? Yeah. So another thing that I I see like as the major difference between coaching and teaching is that coaching allows you to access the um, information that is heartfelt. And then it becomes transformation. Like once information has emotion, once you experience the information through your own body, that become, becomes transformation. And teaching will not transform you because it gives you information, but very often you do not feel the information. It just stays as the information. It often happens. It doesn't have to happen. Yes. So teaching can be incredibly transformational. It, it, but it, it has to be done in very, very particular ways. Yeah. Yeah. You you met Sid Banks, right? Like you met in, Sid Banks in person? No, you haven't. No, I didn't get the chance to. I'm sorry. Uh, have you Have you seen him work with other people? Like maybe no. videos, recordings, or something like that. I have watched a lot of, of his videos teaching. Okay. Yeah. So you you saw him teaching. I 
wonder, like many people um, say about his incredible coaching capability. And I was, because I, I saw him teach a lot and I think he's a great teacher. And by the way, guys, uh, everyone who is listening, uh, Sid Banks is the um, Scottish mystic. I think that's the best way to describe him. And he was the founder of uh, three principles, the idea of how we experience world through uh, thought, through our relationships with the universe and through our um, relationship with everything else, including our health, body, etc. He was a discoverer of the understanding Mm -hmm. in which we base our entire work. Okay. You base your entire work, you want to say? I base my my entire work in the understanding that he uncovered. Yes. And I... I agree with many of the teachings. So coming back to this point that I heard many uh, experts I know mentioned is that Sid was incredible in the way he coached. So can you share like what actually they mean? Like, yeah, I see him as a great teacher, but what was so special in the way he coached? Well, I, again, I, I have never actually had the opportunity mm-hmm. to watch him coach, but I have had the opportunity to watch many of his original students coach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh man, they are grounded in such a deep presence and feeling that they, you can see how they embody the understanding. Mm. Like their, their presence alone is transformational because of how they embody the understanding. It is mind blowing to, to watch, Mm -hmm. right? And they can turn anything absolutely anything into a teaching point Mm. and they do it with such grace and beauty and compassion like they have an amazing quality of companionship because they are grounded in truth so so deeply when you're like beside someone like that as a client, like how it, how is your experience? Like, what do you feel as a client when you see someone grounded so well? <laughs> Sometimes it's horrible. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> oh my God. Sometimes you leave, you know, like a dog with a tail between your legs. Cause it's, it, you feel like you, you so completely missed the point. You know, they make it so evident mm. that you you want to crawl under a rock and say, oh my God, how didn't I see this? <laughs> but at the same time, it is, oh, the, 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 the gratefulness that arises in you for having seen it is, is something really 
to to wonder. It's just so beautiful, and 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 the leaps they allow in your own transformation are just amazing. It sounds like you are a very good marketer, Marina. <laughs> well, I'm only talking about my experience, Misha. Yes, and I already want to experience that. Like, I'm like, oh my god, it sounds so great. So let's drive the final point. Uh, we um, shown the difference between therapy and coaching, between coaching and teaching. Now, what do you think? is the main difference between teaching and consulting. Because I see many coaches call themselves coaches, but they start consulting their clients. Hmm. Well, we each have a deep, undeniable, natural, unbreakable connection to wisdom. Mm -hmm. and we are being guided 24-7 by it. To me, allowing my client to discover that connection within themselves is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. I am not interested in how far my wisdom can take them. I am much more interested in how far their wisdom can take them. Mm. Do you help establish the connection? Establish? No. I help them realize the connection. Do you help realize the connection? I do. But the point is, like, there is no... I, I am humbly recognizing that, you know, there is, there is nowhere that my wisdom can take them that will be nearly as grand and exciting and beautiful as that as their wisdom can take them. So it is not my experience that is important. It is theirs. It is not what I see around in terms of possibility that is important. It is what they can see once they reach this state. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I could not, like, I could have not said it better. That's so good. <laughs> Okay, so I think it was a really nice little episode. We shared what we had in mind. Thank you for that. And guys, stay tuned for the next episode. Next. Yes, in which we might continue talking about coaching. Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you, Marina. Thank you for listening to the School for Mystics podcast.